Have you heard the news? The best podcast for dinosaur fans is out and a roaring good time for all. What happens when a bolt of lightning hits a digger machine on top of a site that's full of dinosaur fossils? Uh, the digger turns into Digger Rex, of course. Join Digger Rex, the half dinosaur, half digger, on his adventures by searching for Digger Rex on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. This story is a fairy tale, but not the syrupy sweet kind. It has teeth and parts of it are scary. Suggested listening age is seven and up. And if you're a grown-up still protecting a child within, this show's for you too. Realm presents a Dagaz Media production of Fae and Fiends. An original story for audio by Fred Greenhalgh. Episode 5, Mirror, Mirror in the Pool. Carlo had told his goblin court that it was a simple matter to have Lizzie's location revealed. And now, with his court all around, he shows them the greatness of his power. Though for anyone with an understanding of family, it was no show of power at all. A mother's love for her daughter is one of the most powerful forces in the universe. It pulls with a strength like the river running to the sea. All Carlo has done is steal that power to meet his own evil ends. Gaze into the looking pool. See the mother. Oh, this is crazy, but I have to try. Mom? Lizzie? Where are you? Uh, well, that's a little hard to explain, Mom. There. There. She's connected. Don't you see? You are a great warlock, Carlo. Never doubt it. I can't take this from you, Lizzie. I don't have many rules, but this one is real and I mean it. Come back now. I can't, Mom. You don't understand. Stop talking back to me. The Bridge of the Sleeping Giant. They're almost to the edge of the Enchanted Forest. Wargs, hurry! You must overtake them. The rock will bring you. Yes, Lord Carlo. We will not fail you again. Come, Wolf Brothers. Lizzie and Kyle rush, rush, rush across the spine of the not-so-sleeping giant. What used to be a bridge is starting to resemble a cliff's edge, rising, getting steeper and steeper. Lizzie struggles to hold on. Her fingers start to slip from Kyle's fur, and just when they think they've made it to the far edge, the giant stands tall. thinks that this is the end. After all she's been through, now is the moment they go plummeting from the giant's back into the world below. Will they instantaneously splatter when they hit the river below them? (gasps) Yes, you do want to fly with me! Oh, goody! It's the wind elemental. 
The wind wraps Lizzie and Kyle up like a blanket and dances with them across the gap, dropping them softly onto the far end of the bluffs. Here you go. Oh, 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 thank you, Wind. Come play again sometime. Yeah, well, uh, um, maybe. <laughs> Not likely. <sighs> and with that, the wind is off, flittering away to dance with someone else. Lizzie and Kyle breathe a sigh of relief, but they're not out of the woods yet. Quietly. <laughs> not so the giant cups his hand and slams it down around Kyle and Lizzie. They're trapped. Trapped from escaping and trapped looking at his gigantic ugly mug. Eat you, I suppose. I mean, <laughs> you've got a human girl there who is really just skin and bones, and that goat, <laughs> I know for a fact he's over 500 years old. He'll break your teeth. 500? And why should I eat you instead? I mean, look at me. I'm handsome. I'm young. I'm supple. What kind of self-respecting giant would eat an old goat when you could have a young weasel? Hmm. My mother once had a saying, a goat and a girl in the hand beats a weasel in the bush. Nope. I'll pass. But what did your mother say about weasels who could play the fiddle? Fiddle? There once was a great sleeping giant, hiddly hilly i hey. He was a mighty handsome giant, hiddly hilly i hey. Wake up now, you old giant, hiddly ah. Start dancing now, you old giant, hiddly hilly i As Garrett starts fiddling, the giant first stares at the weasel, perhaps contemplating whether to eat them after all. But then, as the song continues, the strangest thing happens. The giant starts dancing. Hiddly ho, you go dancing, hi-ho, round this valley go prancing, hi-ho, hiddly yay Now, quick! Garrett waves to Lizzie and Kyle as the giant's hands go in the air. With the giant distracted, they go for it. Giant's bridge is our landing. Hi-ho, nothing like this we're planning. Hi-ho, hilly Well, I hope you enjoyed the entertainment. No need to tip. Sayonara! The giant's angry cries follow the three adventurers, but soon die out. The giant being much too large to climb up onto the bluff and follow them. Once again, the companions think they're safe. 
<laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Weasel. That was very clever. <laughs> you think I did that for you? <laughs> Look at all the gold that fell out of his pockets. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, I guess this is where we say goodbye again. Since you don't need me. Garrett, I'm sorry. Pardon? Sorry, let me check my ears. What did you say? I'm sorry I told you to go away. Mm-hmm. You are a helpful member of our group. Mm-hmm. We would like to travel with you again, if you're willing. Mm-hmm. Oh, well... It's a deal. <laughs> you two clearly need some protection, and I've yet to receive enough of a fortune that I feel respectable bringing it back to Mother. Your, your mother? Oh, yes, my dear mom, love her to death. Now, back to the matter at hand. How exactly did you manage to wake the great sleeping giant of Krak to begin with? It's kind of hard to explain. It involves a thing called a cell phone. A cell? What? You were imprisoned? It's a tool from her world. It it allows you to communicate across great distances. Oh, like a divining pool. Well, a divining pool you can put in your pocket. Oh, well, how fancy. So how did this cell phone wake the sleeping giant? My mom called me. We got in a fight. Your mom? What? I thought... Grown humans weren't permitted into fairy to begin with. Magic rules! I don't understand either. I mean, my phone hardly even gets reception in my world. It's possible that... Oh, dear. Yes? Say, um, perhaps, in their world, it's the night of the summer solstice. And a powerful one at that. Thirty years to the day since Lizzie's mom called me to their world where I was attacked by the warlock. Yes. Sounds, um... Yes, I think there are words for this. Uh, ill-omened, inauspicious, inopportune, or how about just a bad night to be traipsing around? The cell phone is a piece of metal and glass. Hmm? Nothing magical about it at all, except it seems like it kind of got used, like an amplifier. As if Lizzie's mom went somewhere where there was an incredibly powerful magical signal, like, um, well, uh, 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 Lizzie. Yes? Uh, did you get a glimpse of your mom in your mind when you talked to her on the phone? Um, I, uh, maybe. Please, concentrate. It's important. Uh, maybe. I think... She might have been at the bottom of something, like, um, a well. (laughs) No, that's what I thought. What are you getting at, Kyle? (gasps) Um, what was that? I don't know. As I work through my mental sonic bestiary of the creatures of Fae, that call identifies as as the, uh, let's see, um... No, that wasn't it, was it? That's a hippogriff. Um, oh, how about a... Mm, no match. Lucky, too. That's a manticore. <laughs> Maybe... Uh... Ah, big 
go. It's the rock, a massive bird of prey that calls the Northwest Badlands at home. Unlike the cockatrice, it is not a prey species of the weasel, nor like the wyvern is it known to maintain a home range nearby a warm-blooded mountain. Furthermore, the rock has been companion species with the goblin, used for transport of various goblin allies. Such as wargs. Carlo used your cell phone like a, uh, like a GPS unit, Lizzie. Once you connected with your mother, all he needed to do was look in his divining pool and pow! Uh, perhaps my fortune is sufficiently big after all. We have got to get to the World Tree now! Some of the best content for kids is both entertaining and educational. And with 5 for 5 Trivia, not only do kids get to learn from each week's brand new theme, they also get to challenge themselves by playing trivia. A Parents' Choice Foundation Silver Award winner, this fast-paced trivia podcast is perfect for kids ages 6 to 12. It's released five times a week, so it's a quick addition to your daily routine and a fun challenge to get five out of five right on trivia topics like animal sounds, time travel, fictional ghosts, and underwater exploration. So get your high fives warmed up and check out Five for Five Trivia, available wherever you listen to podcasts. As Lizzie and her friends started running again, Carlo was still up to nonsense. Setting his wargs on Lizzie wasn't good enough. He also wanted to get her mom. Lizzie! Lizzie! How dare you hang up on me! Oh, come on. Come on. Oh, stop being stupid. What do you mean, no service? You were working a second ago. Now, now, Sherry. What worries you so? You. You. Me. My, how you've grown, niece. Stay away. Stay away from me. Stay away from her. Too late. What? No, you, you couldn't. I did. Would you ever like to see your little girl again? Don't you dare hurt her. Or what? <laughs> That's what I thought. Now come along. What? This way. Into the quarry. Into my world. Why else do you think I brought you here? You brought... what? I'm, I'm losing my mind. Losing my mind. You're not losing anything other than your one and only daughter. Unless you walk with me into the doorway. Now! You monster. I'll take that as a compliment. Shall we? Okay. The second Lizzie's mom steps through the portal, the sky and fairyland where Lizzie, Kyle, and Garrett stand explodes into technicolors. Like fireworks on the 4th of July, but swirling and dizzying, twirling motion. You know, there's a family story from my cousin-in-law, thrice-removed Chesla, about a time the sky turned this color. All the happenings were not good. Garrett, it's not far now. We'll be safe as soon as we enter the Enchanted Woods. Hurry! It's a familiar routine now. Lizzie grabs onto Kyle's fur with all she's got. 
hoping against hope they don't get devoured. But the terror only lasts a minute. They run past a ring of trees and into the edge of the forest. Lizzie expects the feeling to change, but it doesn't. <laughs> that should do it, shouldn't it, Kyle? It should. It should, but something, something's not right. Oh, the lack of fey guards, perhaps, yeah. or, or the fact that the sky is still a warring mess of blood red and purples. Kyle, we're safe now, right? C- Carlo can't come into the enchanted wood. Oh, I'm sorry, dear. It seems I was wrong. (laughs) Really? Quite a rookie error, Kyle. The rules of magic are very specific. Intruders can't come into the forest to attack the Fae, but perhaps that leaves a loophole. Oh, and they can attack us. Quite so. (laughs) Oh! What? Reading service has come calling. All your least convenient body parts devour free of charge. Come on, come The three companions look around in terror. The wargs are just out of sight, but their voices are closing in. They don't have long. Kyle looks towards the nearest tree. We'll never outrun them. They're too fast and they'll surround us. We have to go up. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm a unicorn. I can't climb a tree. You can jump from limb to limb. If I get to a limb. Ah, so what you're saying is... Just give me a little lift. Come on, quickly. Very well. Okay, okay. Lizzie, next. What? Aren't you sure? Shut, shut, shut up and help her. Come on, up you go. Got it. Okay, up, 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 up. Lizzie pulls herself up into the tree, Garrett just behind her, and they scurry as high as they can get, Kyle jumping as fast as he can go. And it's quite a sight to see a goat jumping through a tree. And not a moment too late, the wargs saunter along right behind them. Hello! Lizzie, 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 dearest, come to your bosom friend. <laughs> Lizzie, you still have that ring? Oh, oh, oh yeah. Right, yeah. Stay close. I can pull its magic over Garrett and me too, like a like a cloak. Okay. Oh, oh, perhaps weaving, Mother said, or embroidery, fine trades, and far less dangerous than your father's work. Oh, fine. The two wargs are massive. They stop, sniff the air, know their quarry is nearby, but not exactly sure where. Come now. I only want to show you what great eyes I have. Better to see you And these great ears. To hear your every move. And this most handsome snout. To smell you in this tree. Did 
you hear something, brother? Oh, indeed I did. That or my gigantic ears are acting upon me. Perhaps <laughs> whatever you heard would be interested in getting a good view of those beautiful teeth of yours. Oh, yes. These? This exquisite set of gnashers blesses this positively, outrageously large jaw designed by the gods of wolfdom to rend the flesh of the largest beasts of fae. The giant ox of Vildran. Uh, quite. And the centaur, Tarin. Oh, delicious, that one. The phoenix. Oh, terrible acid reflux. <laughs> Even the errant ogre or two. Even the beasts of night must be taught their lesson. So to think, one little goat and one little girl. Maybe a weasel for good measure. <laughs> Start work, brother. Start work. Shall we get to it? Oh, yes. <laughs> the wargs lunge. <laughs> they leap up the tree, smashing the limb the companions use to scale the tree with a massive forepaw. Then another leap and crash. The warg has stuck his mighty claws into the tree and is climbing it, gnashing at it with his teeth. Kyle and Garrett look at each other, terrified, but it's Lizzie who has her eyes closed, who thinks she may have a way out of this. She remembers the thing that worked in the heart cave. One. Two. Three. Lizzie finds her calm place. She remembers how calm is important to magic. How if she lets herself panic, the power of the dodginess ring will break. And when she gets there, she realizes she has all sorts of powers. Now, don't you feel better? Calm is an extraordinary power in all worlds, and even more powerful in Fae, where one can use the calm to pluck magic from the enchanted land. Lizzie pictures in her mind's eye the furious, burning craziness in the sky above the Fae forest. The flames that explode out when Carlo captured her mom. And she pulls them out of the sky, balls them into her fists. She feels their magic through her whole being. Not the illuminance of the moon this time, but the great boiling heat of the sun. Yeah, I feel something. It's, oh, it's kind of warm. The heat in Lizzie's hands burns like nothing she's felt before. She spreads open her hands, and the heat pours out like a kettle turned upside down. And when she opens her eyes, she sees it take form. It's a fireball. But Lizzie's triumph is short-lived. The flames she's conjured shoot past the wargs, then boomerang right back at her, smashing into the tree, lighting it on fire. Oh, 
companions can't jump from the tree because the wards are still there, scorched but still ready to chomp. So instead, they go up, 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 from precarious branch to precarious branch, even as the tree starts shifting, bending, leaning, still they scale, nearing the top, hopeful they'll find perhaps another tree to jump to before the fire completely engulfs them, and then... Enough! Thundercloud appears over their heads in an instant and dumps a river of water upon their heads. The flames extinguish. We just had this cleaned. And there, glowering at the three of them, floating over the great oak tree is the most amazing thing Lizzie has yet seen in Faye. Uh, A fairy? (laughs) A very angry fairy. Make that two fairies. Angry fairy is the worst. (laughs) They'll burn this whole place down. Mark my words, Althea. Don't be such a Cassandra, Cassandra. Uh, But we do have to get them to Malvina, don't we? Wargs, Althea. They brought wargs. Shh, Cassandra. You two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is one rule in the Enchanted Wood, and you both know it. Yes, yes Master Fay. And as for you... Me? We'll see what the Queen has to say about this. Fae and Fiends was written, directed, and produced by Fred Greenhalgh. Executive producer, William Dufries. Associate producer, Casey Turner. Script consultant, Kat Howard. Sensitivity consultant, Elena Fernandez-Collins. You heard Marie Lane as Lizzie. Shannon Campbell as the storyteller. Dustin Tucker as Kyle the Goat. Ella Moak as Garrett the Weasel. Casey Turner as the mom, Cherie. Kim Dakin as Grandma Nora. Michael Dix Thomas as Grandpa Jack. Peter Burkrod as Uncle Carlo. Karen Lund as Aunt Debbie. Michael Dow as Medic 1. Christine Marshall as Medic 2, Garrett's mum, and Faye Althea. Chloe Koloski as Young Cherie. Lisa Boucher Hartman as Ghoul Tree, Cockatrice, and Water Elemental. Colby Elliott as Wittishens the Troll and Cecil the Gnome. Dalton as Kimball and Gary Hauger as the Wargs and Goblin Soldiers. Gregory Hauger as Young Carlo and Additional Goblins. Katie Gall as Wyvern Song. Maya Williams as Wind Elemental. Burke Brimmer as Dr. Bronson. Carrie Ann Loomis as Nurse Carly, Mariah Bergeron as the Fay Queen, Jessica Rainville as Fay Cassandra, Chantal King as Fay Lieutenant, William Dufries as Giant, Goblin Supplicant, and Goblin Elder, Dylan Chestnut as Goblin Kid, Rachel Flanger as the Brainworm, James Herrera as Goblin Wizard, Tony Riley as Goblin Warrior, Ozma Caston as Glendora, and additional voices by the cast. Recorded by Fred Greenhalge on location at the Dear Old Farm in Berwick, Maine, and at Mind's Eye Productions in South Portland, Maine, both of which are traditional territory of the Wabanaki Confederacy. Assistant Director, Casey Turner. Production Assistant, Jessica Rainville. Dialogue Editing by Grace Waldron. Sound Design by Rory O'Shea. Additional Sound Effects by Mind's Eye Productions. Main Theme, World Tree Theme, and Carlos Theme by Peter Van Riet. Original Score by Frank Schulmeyer. Original Cover Art by Bethany Greenhalge. 
Episode art by Simon Adams. See this amazing art, learn more about the world of Fayian Fiends, and see behind the scenes of the recording process at our website, fayfiends.com. That's fay, F-A-E, fiends, F-I-E-N-D-S, dot com, fayfiends.com. Special thanks to the cast and family, and to Neanna Greenhalgh, who listened to countless early versions of this work and made it better by constantly asking questions. A Fane Fiends to Dagaz Media Production. Dagazmedia.com. We put on our detective caps and looked high and low, searching for clues to lead us to the best new mystery podcast for kids. Little did we know that we would have to search upside down. That's right. We discovered the upside down story with a brand new mystery story for kid detectives each and every week. With most stories, the storyteller introduces themselves at the beginning of the tale. But at the upside down story, you don't know who is telling you the story until the very end. Unless you guess their identity sooner, that is. Do you think you have the detective skills to crack these cases wide open? Yes? Then tag along with us for the fun and put your sleuthing skills to the test by listening to The Upside Down Story on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.